0: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome in. Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans. Scott the Hub, producing the show. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, uh, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat for all your exercise need. We got a seventy-five dollar gift bag. They're going to be giving away today because we're going to do a question mark. So that'll be a little bit later in the program. So uh, if you haven't already sent your questions, we got. I mean, I, we must have thirty, forty, fifty questions in here, Mike already. So and I just sent the tweet out. Um, I don't know, ten minutes ago. So um, we'll we'll answer a bunch of those questions and then the winner deemed by Mike. Uh, we'll send you a $75 gift bag from the great folks over at Sweet Sweat. Also, um, Superbook, America's Greatest Bet or America's Best Bet, Superbook. Um, we, will do, uh, we will do some, Wow, well, I'm kicking your ass in the picks again, but we will do that later on in the week. Uh, but thanks to Superbook for that. So, Mike, how are you, buddy? I, I'm good. And, and normally, I want to focus on the greatness, you know, and, uh-huh. and, and praise those that are doing well. Right. But I have to admit, the NFC East right now, for me, it's kind of like a, a car wreck. I mean, it's horrible. It's grisly. Grisly? Grizzly. 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 Grizzly, grizzly. Is, grizzly is the stuff you get on a chicken bone. That's right. Like, gris, that's right. gristle, Not grizzled. It's, like, gris, it's grizzly. Like, I think I am. And not like a grizzly bear. It's just. Right. I think I'm made of grizzly. Yes. Yeah, like, it's yes. like there's nothing. Right. Like, I am like I am like a grizzled up chicken bone. I'm a grizzly. I'm made of grizzly. Yes, you are. Like, it's just like there's nothing. Uh, I may end up in surgery and I may end up, you know, with a little hitch in my get along, but I'm made of grizzly. <laughs> but this NFC East. It's so bad. Oh my god! I mean, the Cowboys. It, it, that was a that was a national embarrassment. What they they submitted on Monday night, and yet they lead the division. Yeah, they still lead the division. I. It is so bad. So this weekend, as you know, I did uh, I did Giants Washington. By the way, you'd be very proud of me. I did not refer to them as the R word one time never I even it be and, tough for you since you played there i know and it never even rolled off like i just started with washington every time a couple times i got caught and i said washington football team but it never even i never started with a you know sometimes you and you catch yourself no never not one time like it was always watching a chargers game I've 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 eliminated the SD word from my vocabulary as you well know so that will never happen again because that word no longer exists in the uh Mark Schlereth lexicon it uh it's been it's been vanquished is that the right word Vanquished? yes it's a good word good vanquished. Word. great word here's the deal yeah you're right the the Cowboys are a national embarrassment and i understand that they've been injured didn't matter they were bad before they got injured they were bad before the Dak Prescott injury so um I I get that. They got their ass kicked. I mean, their ass kicked by an Arizona team, which I happen to be calling this weekend. And I'm watching their film right now. Now, I'm going to pump the brakes on what I've watched thus far because I've broken down one game, the game before Monday night, which was against the Jets. And the Jets aren't a real football team. So... All you Jet fans, my guy, Mike Greenberg, uh, who I worked with for years, 16 years on Mike and Mike. Um, you know, I had a weekly spot on Mike and Mike for 16 years. My guy, Mike Greenberg, they're not a real football franchise. I don't think you're going to get much argument from him or Jets fans about that. OK, yeah, they are not if you're looking to stick the needle in there. I don't think you're they're going to bite. Yeah, I mean, I think he, they know they're more of an, an annoyance, you know, like. You know how, like, you're mowing your lawn, right, and you're cruising through your lawn, and then you roll over a dog turd, and you're like, son of a bitch. Like, I didn't even, I thought I picked up all the dog crap. Right. And then as you turn your lawnmower to come back the other way, you try to line up the tire, you know, because in the little treads in the tire, you line it up and, and you get the turd on the bottom of the tire. And then instead of just picking it up and, you know, and rotating, you try to slide the front of the, you know what I'm saying? Just to see how much turd you can slide out of the of the tire that's the jets the jets are that turd yes. that you get on your tire or on your shoe when you're walking around you're like ah shit yeah. i've got jets on the bottom of my shoe and then you try to rub it off in the grass but you never get it all out of the nooks and crannies like that's that. I, I feel bad for this the Jets. This is just kind of a roundabout, colorful way of you saying that the uh, the Jets are shit. Which right, the You, know, you could so, just led with that. Right, you'd have been fine. Right. Here's the thing about the Jets. You probably should put them in the NFC East. Like they'd fit, they'd be they'd fit right in. And the Cowboys are an embarrassment. But here's what I'll say: the Giants at one and five. I don't know what the worst division winning record has ever been. You'll probably set that record this year. 6 like, and 10 might win the division. 5 and 11 might win this division. Oof. Oof. But I'm I'm just going to lay it out there right now. I have done the Giants twice this year. So I have literally broken down watched like hardcore breakdown of all I I think of their 6 games. I've done a hardcore deep dive into the what they are um 5 of their 6 games. Okay? Um they are getting better on a week to week basis. I think Joe Judge has their ear. They are they're well coached. Now they make some mistakes physically and mentally, but they are a well coached team and some of that is just because from a talent standpoint they have not, you know, they they're not there yet. But I keep watching them get better. I keep watching their physicality grow. I keep watching them trying to establish an identity. Joe Judge, their head coach told me their identity is we're grimy. We're ugly. We're not ever going to win pretty. We're going to try to physically beat you up. They've got a defensive line, Mike, uh, with Leonard Williams and uh, Dexter Lawrence, I believe is his name, and and, and Tomlinson. in the, They've got a D-line that can flat play. They're a grimy football team. I think the Giants are going to win this division. They're 1-5 right now, and I think they're going to win the division. Wow. 1-5. Wow. What and a it, statement that and is. And it's because the rest of the teams are garbage. I mean, literally garbage. Uh, bouncing around. Uh, these, these guys uh, turned up uh, garbage performances, but they're not garbage quarterbacks. Although the uh, MVP candidacies mm. of uh, Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen certainly took a hit this past week. Yeah, they did. They really did. And um, the case of Allen, it's been two straight weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you had the pick six. that, uh, and, and then another pick that was close to a pick six by our guy aaron Rodgers, right and and allen for two weeks in a row has just been like he has not been good he's been awful so yeah i mean you know like rogers okay you played tampa and i'll give you this with tampa mike tampa is defensively they are legit i mean really good um and so i'm going to give you a bit of a hair uh hair pass a hall pass not a hair pass uh I'm going to give you a hall pass somewhat on on what we saw against Tampa, because I will tell you from an aggressiveness standpoint under Todd Bowles, former teammate of mine with the Washington football team um, back when it had a nickname, um, you know, Todd Bowles does a great job of coaching those guys. They are so they are so talented outside, you know, in the back end of their defense and nobody knows it. Um Sean Murphy Bunting is incredible, super smart, can play in the slot, can play outside. Carlton Davis, to me, is one of the top cover corners in football nobody knows about. Jamel Dean, also a great, like he's a tall, lanky dude, but can flat run. He's probably the guy that runs better than anybody else. They play super aggressive. Their two safeties are all over the place. By the way, Antoine Winfield's son, Antoine Winfield Jr., freaking, how, how that guy made it to the second round, he is like from a, Coverage standpoint, from a blitz standpoint, from an in the box standpoint, this guy is a three level safety who is an absolute bitch. I mean, he just kills people. He is so fun to watch. And they're two linebackers. They can run. I mean, both of them got rockets up their asses. Uh, Levante David, Devin White, they're incredible. They lost Vita Vea. That hurts him a little bit. He broke his leg. But, um, but I'm, I'm, t- you know, JPP, JPP is one of the most, I'm going to give a shout out, JP. I love JPP. JPP is one of the most incredible football players I've ever been around that I've ever had the pleasure of watching. I'm going to think about this. He blows off his hand, right? Blows off part of his hand with a, in a fireworks accident. Comes back, it plays great football, has an unbelievable motor. Last year, he broke his neck in a car accident in May. Fractured his neck. Comes back and still finds a way to play 10 games, has eight and a half sacks, and is flying around. Like Bruce Aarons told me, I, don't, I didn't think he'd ever play again. We had questions whether to ever play again. He, came, he comes back after six games and eight and a half sacks and is flying around like complete blatant disregard for his freaking body. Like, come on. Come on. I, I, I'm telling you, their defense is. It is one of the funnest defenses to watch in all of football. It really is. And that's, and that's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, man, what, what do you think about doing a little question mark for a chance to win a $75 care package, a little gift package, from our folks at Sweet Sweat? You know I've been working out. I've been using my Sweet Sweat, right? And um, my body is taut. I mean, <laughs> Easy. Taut. you Easy. could you, you, hey, look, you look good. You uh, really do look good. And it pains me to, to give you, you know. Credit like that, right. You look, you look really good. But let's stop it, Todd. No, it's Todd. We could either. I mean, think about this. If you could play quarters, you know, you would fill up oh, with beer geez. things. We could play qu- either off my abs or off my ass. It, you know, it's whatever you want. Like whatever, hey, whatever inspires you. Dealer's choice. <laughs> Dealer's choice. You want to bounce the quarter off my Todd Heiney or my six pack abs? Oh boy. All right, let's get to these questions uh, for a chance to win the $75 sweet sweat gift pack. Blake asked this question. Mark, who has been your favorite rookie to watch so far this year? Oh, And I, is there a rookie that has not lived up to the hype? Well, so far? Uh, I, I I love watching Antoine Woodfield Jr. I told you he has been like all three levels of the safety position. The guy has been an absolute nightmare for people he has been so fun to watch uh what other rookie has been great that i have had um well i haven't had mcclayton uh our, our uh, what's the kid's name chase claypool chase claypool yeah. that's what i meant chase claypool in pittsburgh has been phenomenal uh tristan worse for tampa has been outstanding um ceh clyde edwards hilaire just no. ran wild against the bills why you know here's what scares me about about like, I, you know how much I hate the Chiefs, yep. right? Yeah, this is killing you. And I Folks, blame... he blames, by the way, Mark blames 2020 COVID everything on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> There is no question. The Chiefs if the Patriots have, had just won again, 2020 would be fine, right? The Chiefs have ruined our lives. <laughs> uh, I mean, think about this. There was always, they were September's darlings, right? I mean, you knew they were going to suck in the playoffs. You knew they, they were going to win a lot of regular season games and everything was going to be right in the world. And then they went on to overcome a 10 point deficit and win the Super Bowl. And what hit next? COVID. Boom. There's, I mean, direct correlation. And I'm not sorry. They have ruined our lives, the Chiefs. And here we go. Now all of a sudden, guess what? Hey, we don't need Patrick Mahomes to win. We can win running the ball. I mean, come on. We can be balanced. Oh, and and, and oh, by the way, everybody does everybody want to play for the Chiefs? Oh, what? Le'Veon Bell's a free agent? Yeah, come here. Like They're probably not even paying him. He's just going there to be a member of Andy Reid's Chiefs. Gosh, I hate the Chiefs. Uh, here's one from Mark Trozinski. Goes by Tro. What's up with the Vikings? How do they take Seattle to last play on the road and then get blown off the field by the winless Falcons at home? You know, I haven't done one of their games, so I haven't done any in-depth film study on them. But I know um, and they made a decision not to re-sign a couple of their defensive players that were really key. And then, I mean, let's face it. I know you've spent a lot of money on Kirk Cousins, right? You like that? Uh, I'm sure most Viking fans are going, no, I don't like that, Kirk. Uh, the inconsistency. Uh, like he had three picks last week against uh, Atlanta. Um, yeah, they, you know, it just, there's just something that doesn't click. And I just feel like in critical moments, Kirk Cousins doesn't make plays. In critical games, in critical moments, or he does make plays. Unfortunately, they're for the other team. I, I like. I just don't feel like there's. I, I like when when the ultimate. I used to say this about the Raiders all the time. The ultimate front runners. When things are going well, they're gonna play exceptional. I mean, they're just gonna. You know, they're gonna rally. But uh, as soon as you knock them off, that as soon as they face some adversity, things are just gonna kind of crumble apart. And I feel a little bit that way with Kirk Cousins when there's adversity that strikes. Can Kirk Cousins, you know, rise, r- raise his level? And uh, so far, it, it just, it seems to be that he can't. So, I, you know, I don't mean to bash Kirk Cousins is a wonderful human being. And I, I really like Kirk, but it just, it just isn't, it, there's nothing meshing right now. This one comes in from uh, Marv, who says, I look at Ryan Tannehill with Tennessee. And then I looked at him with Adam Gase. How is Adam Gates a head coach and Todd Bowles isn't? Um, Well, anybody, let's face it, anybody who goes to the Jets to become a head coach is going to fail. Interesting. It, Why? Well, it's because that organization is horse shit. Okay, go a little deeper. All right, so, when Todd Bowles, when Todd Bowles, I'll give you a little inside information. When Todd Bowles was the head coach over there. He was going to hire a buddy of mine to be an assistant offensive line coach right up until the, the owner uh, gave his friend's son that position. Dude, when you circumvent your coach's authority, when you don't empower your coach to be a head coach, when you're making decisions on who is and who isn't, you know, the, the assistant coach and all that, I mean, give me a break like give me a freaking break. And listen, I, I, you know whatever. I mean, you do whatever you do whatever you want. Um but how are you going to win like that? How is that going to, you know, I mean, you're just not going to win like that. It's it is putting people in place that are football people and letting football people run the football aspect of your organization. And again, that's that's a story. It wasn't from Todd. I didn't hear that from Todd. I heard it from somebody else, um, privy to that. That was the you know that was within that organization. Well, let me come up with my own question uh, for you. How do you, how do you explain Ryan Tannehill and this career renaissance that he's that he's having right now? I mean, his his numbers like over the last seventeen weeks are like. Identical to Patrick Mahomes' numbers. Um, Ryan, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run the shit out of the ball. We're going to absolutely dominate the line of scrimmage. We're going to create a situation for you to excel in play action. And, um, oh, by the way, we're going to eliminate opportunities for you to screw it up. And you're going to thrive in that environment. You're going to get so many one on one opportunities because of the way we handle our business, the way we operate, the way we, the, the identity that we establish. Think about this if you're Ryan Tannehill, how many times a game do you think you drop back in a pressure field filled situation where you're third down and long and, you, and you're trying to take a seven step drop because you've got to run some type of, uh, you know, deep over? And you got to wait for all that to clear or you're running. Like, how many times a game do you think that happens? Three? Seriously. They throw it 23 times a game. How many times do you think you're in some seven-step drop that doesn't have play action hitch to it, right? That doesn't have a hard, now forget play action, doesn't have a hard run action hitch to it. And you're running some deep-ass seven-step drop where you got to hold the ball and it's two hitches. Three times a game? You don't think you can hold up three times a game? Come on. I mean, the way they the, the way they run their offense, it's it, it it I mean it lends itself. I'm not saying that he hasn't been great because he's absorbed it. I mean he started, you know, he started last year week seven, right? Um he's figured it out. And they put an offense around him that he can excel in, and he's still athletic. He still gets on the edge. He got the boot keep game. He's got all that crap going for him. Ryan Tannehill, and, and and plus, listen, he didn't play a lot when he was in college, right? They drafted him as this athlete. He had a sw- like he was always a quarterback, but he had a switch to play some wide receiver because he wasn't getting time to play quarterback. So he's always been exceptional that way. That's, what? that's how they're doing it sorry one more from Steve who says are the Colts better off now without Andrew Luck no no I mean Philip Rivers had a nice game last week bringing them and they were down like 21 to nothing or 21 to 3 to Cincinnati brought them back and all that they have built a really nice what's the guy's name Chris Ballard the GM really nice line of scrimmage like like, I, I, I love the way they built their team. We're going to win with our lines of scrimmage, and they have done that, and they've been dominant on the defensive side. They've been dominant on the offensive side. Um, and, you know, Phillip Rivers has got to – he he knows he, he can't turn it over. He's reached that point in his career, Mike, though, like like Peyton Manning, self-sack, like I'm not – but see, the, the difference was Peyton Manning wasn't going to put the ball in harm's way. He wasn't going to throw a pick, right? Phillip will go, I'll throw it into a team meeting. I don't give a shit. I'm just not taking a hit. And sometimes, you know, Philip would be better off either throwing the ball away or just self-sacking and live to fight another day, kind of like Peyton Manning did, instead of going, oh, there's three guys covering that guy? Watch. Because he still has that propensity to be, you know, to have hero arm. I'm a hero. And you can't be that way. Last question from me. Do you, do you think Andrew Luck comes back? No. No? I used to think he was going to come back, but... Longer it goes. Right. I thought and- he'd come back, too. Oh, yeah, I think he's probably making a Lincoln documentary right now, <laughs> where he plays Lincoln. You know, <laughs> he plays Lincoln. Sounds like Lincoln. Sounds like Throws Lincoln. A beard like Lincoln. He's got that. He's got that under the chin beard. Yep. Yeah. The neck beard. All right. We'll give it to uh, Marv forty two. He asked the uh, questions about the Jets and. Tannehill and and uh, Adam Gates and Todd Bowles that led to a good discussion. So uh, congratulations to Marv. All right, Marv, uh, congratulations. I will get you a Sweet Sweat bag. As a matter of fact, I'm going to follow you on Twitter and then uh, get your information. Uh, for all involved in the Stink Truth podcast, for Mike, for Scott, myself, thank you guys so much for listening. love to thank our uh, presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat, also um, a super book for America's Best Bet. Check them out as well. For everybody involved, we'll be back with you later on in the week.